Cliffo, if you grew up in the Catholic school system, uh, as I did, you would know the tale of Jonah and the whale. It is a gentleman who was swallowed by a whale. And it goes on to have I was going to say, please inform <laughs> us state school chumps of said story. It has obviously some religious uh, undertones to it and God comes and saves Jonah. But you think as you're reading this as a child, this couldn't happen. Mm. This couldn't happen to somebody. But it did. And he lives to tell the tale. And he joins us live from South Africa right now. Raina Schimpf, good morning. What a beautiful good morning. For us, obviously, it's late at night, but uh, I wish you a great good morning. <laughs> it's Bronte and Clisso, I believe. That's, That's us. us. And you are Raina. You are the man who was swallowed alive by a whale. So, what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the actual situation was very dark, but um, to tell the tale, as as you want to hear, it's actually quite complex. So we run a marine tour company doing consulting and uh, film production uh, hosting. Mm -hmm. And on that particular day, which which as a matter of fact was uh, now three years ago, it was in 2019. Mm -hmm. So I'm quite surprised that the story pops up again. (laughs) However, we we were out uh, with a photo crew on the first day out at sea, uh, south of Port Elizabeth in the open Indian Ocean and looking for sardinian activity. And uh, as we finally found some diving gannets and some uh, action in the water, we approached it and uh, my work was to establish whether the photo crew could go in the water mm-hmm. and if the visibility is right and if there's anything to see. So I took my camera equipment, got in the water with two safety snorkelers and we approached a bait ball. A bait ball is basically um, fish, in, in that particular case sardines, which were herded by sharks and birds into a ball, hence bait ball. And uh, we were looking down onto what was happening and I saw some sharks and we saw some penguins feeding on the ball. And out of a sudden, it got dark. (gasps) And... (laughs) You're doing a good job so far. You've got us enthralled. (laughs) So when it went dark, you're obviously inside the whale. Exactly. Yeah. So, so my first thought was, um, it can't be a shark because I can still think. Yeah. So it can only be a whale. Um, hence my my next and and everything happened in basically two seconds. Yeah. So my next thought was, okay, normally uh, me inside that uh, throat now uh, with all the fish. Mm. Uh, the next thing a whale normally would do is it it cannot swallow we because the throat of a brooder whale in that particular case is about the size of a lower arm. So oh, it, okay. it wouldn't be able to swallow me. But right. my thought was normally when they take the fish, they dive down. And where we were, it was about 80 meters deep. Oh my gosh. So I was bracing myself for a real long dive. But fortunately, the whale showed its true sensitivity and uh, basically realized that there's something in his mouth which doesn't belong there and it's definitely too big to swallow. So uh, gently, he spat me out, keeping <laughs> the fish inside his mouth. Um, I was outside, the fish was inside, and then he dove down and disappeared. My goodness. And obviously me popping up to the surface, and as I said, it, the whole thing happened in about two seconds. So uh, it, it was very difficult to realize what really happened. So we swam back to the boat, mm-hmm. got on, and there was the rest of the crew was on board. So I asked, did you guys actually see exactly what happened? So 
they looked at the photos and we could roughly see what happened, but it was just too much glare with the sun and everything. So only later that evening, we could really see the pictures. However, everybody was fine. We were still in the production. So camera was fine. Visibility was good. Everything was cool. The action was still ongoing. So we got back in the water and continued the shoot. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the utmost professional there, Rainer. Was there any injuries that you sustained for the two seconds you were in this whale's mouth? I had not even a blue spot. Nothing. Wow. And obviously the whale also had nothing. It just proved that... I mean, I was I was giving an interview earlier the week uh, with a South African uh, radio station, and I, I, I used the example with uh, elephants. I mean, there's not many big animals in Australia I could use as an example, so I'll stick <laughs> yeah. to the elephant. If you if you had been walking in the bush, and coincidentally you happen to be in the middle of a herd of elephants, and you do the wrong thing, you will not survive. Yeah. Now, now that whale has obviously showed mercy and his gentleness and his sensitivity. Uh, I mean, only the head and the lower jaw is about three tons of weight. <sighs> and I didn't even have a blue spot. So it's quite amazing. Wow. Yesterday, Bronte, you and I were debating what it would smell like inside of mm. a whale. Did, did you have a chance to have a sniff? Because um, I, I tipped <laughs> maybe rotting fish. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. But what, what did it smell like in the whale? <laughs> Well, you, you're interesting enough, not the only one asking that, but I must disappoint you because um, obviously I was wearing a mask, mask and on, the mask yeah. was over the nose yeah. and I had a snorkel on, so I could not smell how it was inside, but I could well assume that it is a bit of a fishy smell. <laughs> Probably for the best, I would say, Raina. <laughs> is it a little offensive? Are you of the mindset that maybe you don't taste very good? Is that something <laughs> you have to live with now? <laughs> Do I have to comment on it? <laughs> you know the sad thing? I wrote down the same question. Does this mean you taste bad? What an insult. Um, but I, I want to share two more things, if I may. Oh, please. please, please. Because a lot of the um, uh, reporters actually, obviously, as you did in the beginning, um, have kind of a angle of a biblical mm. or um, believing uh, angle. And there is one thing which is very coincidental and extremely interesting is the fact that my son, which is now in his 24th year, is actually named Jonas. No way. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> so that's quite interesting. It is. And, and also, a lot of the people actually ask if anything in my life has changed after that event. Mm. And to a point, yes, because, I mean, I was always an environmentalist and uh, promoting the marine life. But since this event, we've actually come a much bigger step forward. And we do actually consulting worldwide in which we explain behavioral um, of whales and dolphins mm. and particularly within the tourism industry, how to react and how to engage with animals safely so that they are not harmed and that the um, tourists on the boats mm. or from shore actually have the most out of the experience. That's great because as I'm sure you understand, like you're going into their environment and it sounds <coughs> like that was, you know, he, as you said, treated you very gently mm. and whales are just like that. They're not things we need to be scared of and we need to respect them and I think that that's great work that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for telling me that. Where do you think, where do you think I did my dive qualification? Oh, it'll be Queensland, Australia, wouldn't it? <laughs> Almost. I did it in Darwin. Oh, close. Where? 
In Darwin. Darwin. Oh, Darwin. Darwin. Very close. Yes. Many, many years ago. And oh, wow. you know, the interesting thing was I always wanted to scuba dive. And uh, we actually drove um, through Sydney, Adelaide, uh, through the red center of Australia, all the way up to Darwin. And we arrived a bit earlier. And there was a special on a dive course. And this is where I got hooked. And the main thing I got hooked on was, apart from the scuba diving, the fact that the instructor said when we went into the marina, well, don't dive to the left because there might be crocodiles. <laughs> and if you go straight in the water, there are box jellyfish. So yeah. from the beginning, I was always in that angle where you have to be cautious when you go in the water. You do, you do. Yeah. Not sure you'd uh, survive being swallowed by a croc, unfortunately. No, and no, very few whales in Darwin. Um, Rainer, like you said, it happened three years ago and you're still getting inquiries from people like us who want to have a laugh about it. Um, I mean, obviously, you're, like Bronte said, the utmost professional because yes. you were straight back in the water after being swallowed alive by a whale. And, uh, and doing your job. Look, it's an incredible story. Um, thank you for sharing it on WTF Wednesday, Rainer. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure only. And uh, I, I hope you guys uh, get a lot of good comments on it. <laughs>